Welcome in on another instant reaction episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. Now, this movie that I'm going to talk about, Haunted Mansion, I'm going to state right from the beginning here that I wouldn't be surprised if some of our avid listeners were thinking, why are you even making this podcast episode? This movie didn't even look that good. Why did you even see this movie? (laughs) I got to say that these instant reaction episodes, this is exactly why I make them in terms of it wasn't that bad. And that it was a movie that I was actually surprised with. So making these instant reaction episodes, talking about spoiler free aspects of the movie, I think that this is a prime example of one that you might enjoy if you have kids that they want to go to the movie theater or you want to go to the movie theater or it's summertime, maybe the end of nearing the end of summertime, you want to do something indoors. Here is a movie that you might actually like that is something that's entertaining and better than the one that we previously saw. So I'm going to start off this uh, instant reaction by stating how if you are a fan of Disney, and I've told this to other people, if you're a fan of Disney, you're probably going to like the movie. You'll probably be surprised that the movie's actually decent. And when I say you're a Disney person, that means that maybe you like going to Disneyland, Disney World, wherever that might be. And myself and my wife, we were classified as Disney people in the past. We used to have season passes. We used to go quite frequently because we thought it was a it was a very cheap date for us when we used to live close to Disneyland. We could just pop over there, go on one ride, maybe have dinner. When you're out of college and you don't have that much money, it's pretty easy to just go over there and just hang out. People watch, do that kind of stuff. So we were Disney people. We watched a lot of Disney. We still do watch all the new Disney movies that come out, even though we're behind on a lot of the Pixar ones that have come out recently. But I say that because typically movies like this, in my opinion, if you are a fan of Disney, you liked going on the ride and you know some of the you know the classic features of the ride, you're going to see those things in the movie and they're not going to be overdone. So I put that out in the beginning. So that's kind of my recommendation uh, of the movie. If you're a Disney person, you're probably going to like it. But before we get started in this episode, get into the meat and potatoes of it. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Make sure you do all the podcast things like it. Leave us a review on your favorite platform. Those things help with growing this podcast, getting it out there, especially in the movie podcasting space. We know there are a lot of options, so I appreciate you taking the time to listen and, of course, engage on any of your favorite platforms. Let's now talk about the casting crew, because in my opinion, it when you when I start naming these off, you'll be like, really? All these people were in it? And you'll think that, how do they get all these people? Because of the first one that came out with uh, Eddie Murphy. But the director of it was Justin Simeon. And I hadn't heard of him when I was doing research for this episode. I looked up some about him and he was the creator, director, writer for Dear White People. I never saw that TV series, but it looks like it's still going strong or it did. Right, sorry about that. It went strong for... 40 episodes between 2017 and 2021. So quite a long run there. So relatively new for my for my own taste, but I didn't know of him. And I think they did a very well job. Or he did a very good job with the direction, the camera movements uh, for this movie. And um, I thought that those are the big things that you look at with a movie like this is how does it all come together? And how is the storytelling, the pacing? And like I said before, I was surprised with it. The main cast for this one, 
Um, we got Lakeith Stanfield. You might remember him from, let me quickly pull it up because uh, it's not a name you might not hear. Sorry to bother you if you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> I've said this before with uh, friends talking about movies. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Um, I, can't, I can't even say how crazy that movie is and how weird of a, a twist it was. I just remember when we went to see it in the theaters, we were literally just like, what just happened in this movie? Like this took the weirdest turn, but some people like that stuff. Uh, he's also in Atlanta, 35 episodes of Atlanta. Uh, he was in Uncut Gems, something on, um, on Netflix that you can catch, but I mostly remember him from Sorry to Bother You. There's also Rosario Dawson, very popular actress, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto's in it. So a lot of big actors in this movie that you would probably be surprised. Like, wow, wow, how do they all fit together? How does this all work? And it's pretty good. It's pretty solid how this cast comes together and the acting, the comedy, all those elements for it. Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel, Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness. And one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. Along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Fourth area that we're going to talk about here with in terms of the story is how does it compare to the Eddie Murphy version? So I vaguely remember the Eddie Murphy version. I did not take the time to go back and watch it. It was not something high on my list these days. And I just remember it being super cheesy and the twists in it, it wasn't that enjoyable to watch. And I know that they still hit on a lot of the callbacks for the ride, the things that people want to see. And I just remember it being a movie that uh, that you could easily forget. And that's why I'm, I'm drawing blanks on it right now as I'm trying to compare it to this new one. I thought the story for this one was more enjoyable. It was more of an action, action adventure comedy horror, I guess you call it that, but the adventure aspects of it, the investigative aspects of it, it makes it fun because, uh, you know, this movie is not a, a believable movie by any means. And that's why I started the episode saying how if you're a Disney person, you'll probably enjoy it. But uh, this movie, it has a lot of different elements of it. That, okay, this is fun. This is uh, maybe like a, uh, I guess you could closely say it resembles maybe in like a national treasure with the investigative aspects of it and the adventure aspects of it. So that's just my opinion on that. The callbacks and the playing to the fans in this one, there's a lot more that I remember compared to the Eddie Murphy version. There's parts of it that easily, if you've been on the ride, you'll remember whether it's the standing space, whether it's the size of the chairs and how they're shaped. And that was one of the unique ones that I thought of 
there's a part of it where Danny DeVito is actually in one of these chairs and he's getting pushed off the property. And I was like, wow, that really looks like the, the, the seats that you get into on the ride. And I'm sure that was just a little small aspect of it that just you wouldn't immediately think of it. But when you look at it, you're like, okay, yeah, that that's pretty cool there. But they have a lot of the characters that and the callbacks that you'll see throughout the ride, different areas of it, and how it ties into the overall story. It's fun. It's fun. And it's one that you're not going to be like, okay, this is super cheesy. And once all the things start coming together in the movie, it happens in a manner that it's not at a far left field and it all ties together. So the story's pretty solid for a Disney movie, in my opinion, on that. With connecting it to the characters, all the characters that I mentioned, the cast and the majority of them that aren't ghosts. So Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, and um, Lakeith Stanfield. The, the way that they connect to the story, they all come from different areas. And they're all there basically to figure out why this house is haunted. Why is it haunted? Um, and how they all connect together is pretty unique. So Rosario Dawson's character, she purchases this home and she wants to turn it into an Airbnb. And she figures out on the first night, her and her son, that the place is haunted. So how do they, how does she get the ghosts out? Because of this beautiful property and they were, you know, what getting away from her past, I'm not going to share why they moved from where they did, but she starts to put together this team of people that can hopefully get the ghosts out. And that basically sparks the whole story of this. My favorite character of this was actually Tiffany Haddish. And since I saw that, I kind of thought about this more, how I really feel like she's probably my favorite comedian and it sparked us to watch uh, this show on Apple TV that she's in. Um, I'll quickly pull it up just so I can uh, not just throw that out there. It's the as I say, the after party. Yep. The after party on Apple TV. I think she's probably one of my, one of my favorite co comedic actresses. I think she's always funny. I always think of her from night school. If you haven't seen that, that movie pretty good. I think it's, uh, it's with Kevin Hart. She's pretty funny in it. And she, I, I like all the things that she's in, even when she has like these little small roles. Um, she was in recently that one with, uh, Joe Coy on Netflix. She's briefly in it, Easter Sunday. And, I always think she's funny. And so she's my favorite character in it. She plays a pretty unique role. Um, she is, uh, what are those called? Like a spirit reader or she's a, um, one of those like card reader people that can uh, teleport themselves into other people's bodies. So funny character and how she ties in. She's got a pretty good story. Uh, character arc that it's just not super cheesy uh next part of here let's talk about how the ghost looked in it how did the cgi look how did all that come together and it wasn't bad i can definitely tell that they spent money on those aspects of it it was something that didn't stand out didn't look bad i know that's one of the big things the hot topics these days when it comes to movies is how does the CGI look and did it look bad and if not if it does look bad people are going to call you out on twitter for it I don't think this is one of these movies that people would call call it out for like they do with the comic book movies, but it looked good. It looked decent enough that 
uh, like I said, you could tell that they spent money on it. And that's kind of a good segue here to uh, the budget of this movie. And uh, pretty another hot, hot topic here with the budget being 150. And at the moment when I did this recording, its worldwide gross was around 63 million. So not even coming close to breaking even with the budget there. And with this one, uh, this movie and a lot of the Disney movies that have recently come out, uh, they with them underperforming at the box office. Now, Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, came out and said that they'll be cutting the content budget for movies. I feel like you got to start asking yourself, who who really wanted this movie? Yes, it's a good movie. People get jobs. And it was decent enough that hopefully people will enjoy it. But in my opinion, the trailer was garbage, hot garbage. It wasn't that even... Uh, that good. When I saw the trailer, I was like, really? Really, they're making this movie? And uh, I think the day of it that I saw it, I remember earlier in the day, I, I knew that we had this movie. My my wife actually booked it for us in, in our AMC app. And I was like, uh, well, maybe she's going to text me and she's going to say that, oh, yeah, we don't have to go. We could just stay in because I wasn't that excited for it. So going into it, I had an open mind. I didn't really look into the movie. I didn't know who, everybody that was in it. Because I thought the trailer looked, looked bad. And so the marketing, in my opinion, wasn't that good. And, you know, part of Disney movie these days that you got to think about is that who who are they made for? And is that audience still engaged in the content? Myself, I'm in my mid-30s. And, you know, Disney, younger kids. But at the same time, these theme parks, they are expensive. They price uh, the prices to attend one. It's a lot of money to go to them. So bringing that into now, connecting it to the material, are people going to now go to the movies? I understand that movies can be more expensive these days. I think the pass that I have, the AMC pass, is uh, it's such a good deal that if anybody likes movies, they should get one. I mean, this last month, we went to three movies and we paid 20, months, 20 bucks a month for our pass. It more than pays for itself there. But if not, you're paying 14, 15 bucks to go see a movie that can add up. So um, I think that the material, Disney, all these things combining together really hurt some of these movies that are coming out because people want to say, oh, why are they, why are they making these reboots? Why are they making these remakes? Why, why aren't they making original content? But at the same time, we're seeing people aren't showing up for those ones. These Pixar movies that are coming out, they're original content. People aren't watching them. They're not enjoying them. So um, I, this is not a, a political statement by any means. I think it's one of those things where there's some pieces missing in their business model. There's some pieces missing that maybe some people aren't connected to the material. So that's kind of been it. My instant reaction for Haunted Mansion. I do think that, like I said before, if you're a Disney person, you'll probably enjoy this movie. It's something that I was very much surprised with. I stated throughout this whole episode that I didn't plan to see it. I didn't want to see it. And I walked out of it kind of, okay, that wasn't that bad. So thank you for tuning in for this episode in the Movie Buffs Podcast, this instant reaction episode. My name is Tyler, and I will catch you in the next one.